Hello and welcome to the Rigori Podcast, the show about the Farmers League that's got seven teams out of seven through in Europe. I'm Giancarlo Rinaldi and I'm quite happy this week, but this week wouldn't be a Rigori Podcast without someone grumpy. Marco, are you there? I am and I am indeed very grumpy. That's good, and we'll get to the reasons behind that grumpiness in due course. <laughs> wait, wait eagerly, wait patiently, dear listeners. We won't, we won't disappoint on that front. But it's Sunday night once more. That sinking feeling, looking forward to work on Monday, but always buoyed by a bit of Italian football and a, a decent game, Lazio Inter. I think. I mean, a, a big, a big game in the context of the league. Have it with Juventus having drawn on Friday night um, against Genoa, a chance to go clear and. I think Inter underlined their their Scudetto credentials there, Marco, in the in in the game tonight. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was just a, a, a I don't know. I suppose a professional victory by them. Uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, flair or many big incidents to to talk about in the match, but they did what they needed to do. Lazio definitely aren't the team that they were, um, but it's still you know not an easy place to go. Terrible back pass to give yeah. the first goal Don't away. I think start that, me on uh, terrible back passes. Oh, oopsie, oopsie! <laughs> Touched a nerve already, <laughs> and we're only two minutes in. This is this is shaping up good, folks. Stay with <laughs> us. Stay with us. Uh, yeah, no, a terrible back pass from Adam Marusic that um, Lautaro Martinez pounced on. I actually thought he'd miscontrolled it a bit. I don't know. It looked like it took a bobble on the pitch, but he didn't bother. Shows you when you're in that kind of form. Yeah. Um, they go in and then Inter really held Lazio at arm's length, you know, a bit like I remember once, this will not mean anything to listeners, although I'll try to make it mean something to listeners, but our cousin uh, Stefano, who was quite a he had quite a fiery temper on him as a youngster and I can remember him trying to punch his own grandpa, his nonno, when he was a wee boy <laughs> and his nonno holding him by the head and he's, he was swinging his arms about, if you can picture a sort of five-year-old boy swinging wildly with his arms, trying to land a blow uh, until he ran out of energy and I thought that was Lazio were a bit like that, I don't even know to be fair, I don't think they had quite the passion or energy no. that Steph had in that, in that and so they just didn't seem like they had the wherewithal really to cause them many problems at all and as you see a, a professional victory Job done, four points clear, and Inter certainly, you know, we 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 crowned them champions already, and that was a that was a strong performance, especially as I say in context that Juventus couldn't do better. I mean, I was watching that one when it went one 0 I thought this is you know going to be classic. Juventus, but um, I saw some recriminations because they only got one penalty in the game. <laughs> so you know, I mean, boo, boo, hoo. But a lovely team goal that Genoa scored to actually get themselves back into the the match through Goodmanson. A little bit of juggling, a hint of the arm in Nekuba's control, but no, no, it was off his shoulder. And just a lovely bit of sort of juggling inside the box to get them the the draw. And and a rare thing really that that Juve actually concede a goal once they've gone once they've gone one yeah, nil up. Definitely, and and we we've said before that we thought Genoa are a, a decent outfit. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think they, it wasn't a surprise that they gave Juve a bit of a tougher game. But it, I suppose it always is a surprise if Juve go one nil up that they that they concede, like you say. And I don't know. I, I I just I still think that over the course of the season, Inter will slowly eke out a bigger gap at the top of that table. They just look like 
they've got too many options. And I mean, I, I mentioned, I mean, to me, Barella is now coming on to something like his top form. If he wasn't, you know, if he wasn't great at the start of the season, they've just got an array of options. I mean, that Fratesi kind of just has to sit kicking his heels on the bench, shows the depth that the the inter-squad's got. I mean, the, the one counter-argument, I guess, which is still there, is that, you know, Inter still have European football to worry about, where Juventus don't. So, you know, having a lighter squad, if you will, having a less heavyweight squad of, of you know, tried and tested performers might not be that much of a disadvantage if, if Inter go deep into into European football but you know e even if they do I still think they've got they've got the the tools to cope with that and as, as I mentioned European football let's have a quick flashback as I alluded to in my goading intro to Primo fans um seven teams out of seven through I mean granted Milan not the competition they'd want to be through in, but still quite a, a quite a good week for Italian football, Marco. In the yeah, European and I, I think it really is a continuation of the the better form that the club the the league has shown in Europe in the past couple of seasons. Um, so yeah, always a good result to get all your teams through in these competitions. As you say, Milan unfortunately not in the Champions League, but still there. I would argue they're in the competition that they could actually end up trying to win, you know, now, whereas I never really thought they were in with a chance of the Champions League. So, um, yeah, always encouraging. It, it, it was a wily old performance mm -hmm. by Milan as well. I thought that was, I thought Newcastle showed a lot of inexperience and Milan showed a lot of experience in that game because it was like, you know, it was a storm. If, if Newcastle had been... Three or four nil up at half time. I don't think Milan could have had much to complain about, but they kind of covered up quite well, took the punches, and then at the end, to be honest, they could have had more goals on the break because Newcastle. I, I bet the way the group panned out, you know, and the way that the results yeah. were needed, the Newcastle had to win to try and keep and sort of threw everything at them, but also just a bit of that astuteness, and I think we're starting to see some of Milan's new signings begin yeah, to have a, an yeah. effect. Uh -huh. You know, we saw that also this weekend where, you know, they had quite a comfortable win over what could have been mm -hmm. a problematic post-European tie against Monza. And uh, Reinder scored a goal where he'd... Yeah, I it, mean, was... <laughs> it, it, it was out of this world. He dribbled through the whole team. It reminded me actually of um, way, way back a long time ago where... I, I, I don't want to see it was Venezia. I don't know if it was Venezia. Somebody against Milan, uh, when Milan had gone the whole season undefeated, and they sort of waltzed through the whole the great Milan defence, sort of Barese, Costa Curta. But it was one of these games where the draw had been yeah, sort of yeah. agreed uh -huh. beforehand or whatever. But uh, amazing skill. He waltzed through the defence, and then a great story. For Milan fans, this young boy with a lovely first name, Giancarlo, Giancarlo <laughs> Simic. Gian he doesn't Carlo. know how it's, yeah, yeah, he doesn't know how to spell his own name, but you know, once <laughs> he's got that sorted, you know, on his Serie A debut scoring for Milan, that's something that he'll remember, you know, forever. So, but as I say, that, you know, it, it showed, and you're right that Milan, I don't think anybody would be putting a lot of money on them winning the Champions League, but it wouldn't be such a stupid bet to think no. that they could do something in the Europa League. And that man, Pioli, just keeps confounding those who want him out. 
he just seems to just, I mean, I do joke, is it a purely in or a purely out week? But this has definitely been a purely in week, I mm-hmm. think, because he, as I say, he got the win there, which was all he could do. The other results went against him in the in the Champions League. It was all he could do on that night. We can argue over whether he could have done more in the previous group games. And now, I mean, amazingly, for a team that's so terrible, they're sitting in third place in Serie A. So, I mean... I think that's a pretty good achievement with the squad of players that he's got. Yeah, no, absolutely. And yeah, they are probably going to finish in that sort of position again this season, which is which as you say with the squad that he's got is quite a good quite a good result, I think. It is indeed. It is indeed. I was a bit annoyed just to wind up the European chat, but I was a bit annoyed with Inter that they didn't push harder mm-hmm. to try and win their group because I know Inzaghi said we're through and that's all that matters but when you look at the way the, the sort of the top eight and the bottom eight are, it would have been a nicer it would have been a nicer situation to be in um, on top of that group and picking from those eight than it is um, given that they can't meet the team that was in their own group that it, it looks like quite a tasty a tasty seven and they could have made you know it was in their own hands to make it a bit easier yeah. on themselves in the Champions League. And I don't know, as I say, they look strong enough to knock anyone out. But at the same time, I think just, you know, all the other Italian teams were kind of sneaking through in, in second place. And I think they had the, in that group in particular, they had the the capability. So having sung their praises on the Serie A front, let's give them a minor <laughs> ticking off, a minor ticking off in, in Europe for, for not maybe just giving their all there to, to get the win. But in the end, I suppose, now you're at the knockout stages, you've got to just win these, and you'll have to beat these sides at some stage of the competition if you do hope to, if you do hope to win it. But it's, it's a tasty, you know, I mean, obviously, Inter and Juve kind of slugging it out at the top of the table. It's a tasty battle for the European places, honourable mention here for Bologna once yeah. again, who who took apart um, took apart Mourinho's Roma. I mean, a toothless, I guess, Mourinho's Roma because he'd taken Dybala out with injury and big rom for his uh, slightly naughty tackle last week. Um, you know, they didn't look like they had much to offer, but Roma, um, Bologna rather, especially the first, the first goal, goal was a beauty, a lovely, lovely goal, yeah, just yeah. just uh-huh. sliced them open. Down that right flank, and 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 then you know our man Lewis Ferguson getting the assist on an own goal if you yeah. can for the for the second one, which puts them up into fourth place. So you know, hats off to them. And you know, I'll get to now to Fiorentina's huffing and puffing, having huffing puffed their way to top of the group in the Conference League. They then huff and puffed in a even more fortunate manner, I would say, to victory yeah. um, against Verona. I don't like, know how much you yeah, saw I, of that I game. Saw the, but... I saw the highlights only, but the highlights package was very much how are Fiorentina, how did Fiorentina win this game? Because, that, that, that was the, yeah. that was a fair reflection. I mean, I, sometimes you can see, oh, you know, the highlights package doesn't reflect the game. That definitely did. It was a San Pietro Terracciano mm-hmm. special. He had a number of, he had a number of good saves. And I mean, some of the misses, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe Cyril Ngonj prefers an overhead kick <laughs> to, to a tap-in to an open goal because he had that after, you know, a penalty in the opening minute, um, which, yeah, I suppose it was a penalty. How clear and obvious an error it was, it wasn't given, and then it was given on 
VAR. I mean, I think we can just bin clear and obvious and say that VAR's going to look and try and find a foul, yeah. um, whatever. It was one where he, he was slow on the ball to a channel, try to clear it, and in kicking out, he undoubtedly kicked the striker's legs. We got a bit of ball as well, I thought. But anyway, let's see. Penalty given, penalty saved, rebound saved, and then tapping knocked past yeah. the post. So that that's just the first minute, remember. And he then went on to produce a string of quality saves. I mean, I think that it was an odd one in that Fiorentina, as they always do, had did have quite a lot of the ball. Again, Italiano had made a lot of changes and they didn't work very well for the opening 45 minutes. He chopped things round a bit for the second half and bringing on Arthur Melo certainly gives Fiorentina a better shape. But even good fortune and ultimately in the goal that they scored because a Lucas Beltran shot that took a deflection um, and got the and got the job done. But, you know, I, I suppose there's been a lot of games where Fiorentina have been the better team and lost or drawn, so this was one. But no, the highlights did not lie. Fiorentina were pretty honking. And also, strip that they were yes, yeah. yes, that I was going to get on the subject of pretty honking. Um, is a strip which is quite a talking point. I was asked what it is. Well, it's their fourth kit. Um, now, I've no proof that it's based on raspberry ripple ice cream, <laughs> but that's what it looks like. Or, you know, the Amarina cherry yeah, ice yeah. cream uh-huh. you get in Italy. People have pointed out like that to me. I thought it was maybe, I've said this before, I thought it was maybe a tribute to the Scottish-Italian community and the, the 99 <laughs> cone with the ice cream and raspberry. Um, and they were pretty flaky early on. Um, but... Yeah, that's that's the kit, the fourth kit. I mean, we've had plenty of chat about this kind of thing before and how they milk fans for something terrible, you know. I mean, we haven't, as far as I'm aware anyway, there haven't been any pictures of, like, sultry brunettes on a gondola. Yeah, well, that's why we're trailing behind Venezia in the, in the marketing stakes. But that was the kit. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the motivation behind it, other than to get more money out of fans was so yeah it was it was pretty horrible the performance was pretty horrible so let's let's bin that kit and get back to the proper old purple that we all that we all know and love um so that was that but um our skills move of the week i was going to give this week haven't i mean this is just an award that i just made up to myself because we've <laughs> talked about it two weeks in a row it's not like we do it i mean i don't know if we have any regular listeners but if we do you'll know that it's not a regular slot that we have but just having praised Luis muriel um, yeah. last week victor ozimen take a bow not for the goalie score but for the goalie set up mark i mean a lovely piece of yeah skill. yeah i mean it almost looked like it was one of these things where i it, you had to watch it a second time to see what he'd actually done because it looked like the ball might have deflected off someone or something and landed in Kwaritzkelia's path. But um, no, brilliant. And he makes such a difference for Napoli when he's playing. It also, I thought it was interesting to see how much they they celebrated. Like he ran to the crowd, the curva, and Kwaritzkelia and everyone jumped on him when, when they got their second which I think is important from Napoli's point of view, given all the issues there were earlier in the season, both through the choice of new manager and also the strange choice of choices of their social media account and their treatment of, of Victor. But, you know, I, I think Napoli undoubtedly still are a good team. They've still got good players, but they're much better with him in the team. Um, I don't... Yeah, I, I think unfortunately they probably left it a little late this year to 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 get going. But 
you know, they could still have a decent second half of the season and finish pretty high up, I think. I, th- I think so. I think certainly third place is well, well within their compass, possibly even second, because, you know, I don't see, other than Inter, I don't see an outstanding team. I do think UV will continue to grind out results and that. The, the, the lead that they've got, the tempo that they say it might be too high, but I wouldn't think that, that catching Milan would be beyond the question. And that, that move, as you say, was just, it was something, it was reminiscent to me of, there was a guy called Marco Nappi that played for Fiorentina back in the day who could sort of balance the ball on the top of his head and run with it. And it was a bit like that. I just never, it, it, it was something that defenders are not all that equipped to deal with because, yeah. you know, we're used to them running with the ball on the ground or defending a header, but somebody just doing keepy-uppies inside your, um, inside your, penalty box is not something that um, you're used to and then to have the skill and the presence of mind to kind of cut the ball back and then even the goal was a beauty because it kind of ricocheted in off yeah. I love that kind of finish I don't there's there is something more, you know, like Sotil the other week for Fiorentina those shots that come pinging in off the post it just somehow makes them more emphatic so yeah no a good a good win for a good win for for Napoli and it makes that you know, that bunch of teams there and kind of third, fourth, it's it's very tight at Bologna up to fourth, but then I think Atalanta have got Salernitana um, tomorrow night. And if they win that, there's really going to be a real clump of mm. teams all within about one or two points of one another and all, all very similar in quality, I would say. But it makes for a it makes for an entertaining season with, with all these teams um, capable of, of beating one another. And another division where all the teams are capable of beating one another. Let's get, let's put it off no longer. This is what you've all been waiting for anyway. The the, the preamble, the foreplay is <laughs> is over. Um, we're down to the <laughs> we're down to the nitty gritty. I don't know. I don't want to continue the analogy no, any any further there. Um, so you know, Serie B. It was a weekend where none of the top teams won. I mean, I think you have to go down to seventh place before you found a team that actually won a game. And sadly, that means that it was not a good weekend for Venezia, Marco. No, it was... a Well, first of all, we were wearing our third shirt or fourth. I'm not sure. The one that looks like a gondolier's top. Oh, yes. Uh, uh um, and in sunk a, without trees. In a home game for some reason, I'm not sure yep. why. But yeah, it's Sudtiro, decent team, but it's we really gifted them all of their goals. It, the The first goal was a okay shot, but the, really our reserve keeper, Bertinato, should have done better with it. We did well to fight back in the first half. Um, Gitker got one and then we got a penalty just before half time, uh, which he converted. And it suddenly looked like um, we were on top of them. Started the second half without any real panic, and then our cap- club captain Marco Modulo did the most ludicrous back pass. Of, like I know tonight's in tonight's game, there was, but this was he was under no pressure, just knocked it back to the keeper, thinking no one was there, and the striker couldn't believe his luck because it put him right through, um, and they equalised, and that completely did us mentally I think um, and we couldn't really ever get back into the team uh, into the game and also Vanoli had made a change at half time he brought Ellertson off who had been playing okay and he brought Yayalo on and I do like Yayalo but he is just back from injury and he, he just had a game where anything he touched went wrong unfortunately and it unbalanced the team um, and so yeah and then 
uh, our defence is in a bit of crisis. We've our I think we've got three of our main centre backs out, which is one of the reasons Modulo was playing. But then our other centre back had Sverko had to go off after someone elbowed him, and they brought on a, a young boy Buzato who gave away a penalty, um, and that was it. And it was just a hugely disappointing game to be honest because it's a game we should be winning and I know not much damage in the in the sense of what you're saying about the other teams not winning either but um, that almost makes it more frustrating because it was an opportunity yeah, wasn't yeah. it it was an opportunity any of the top six who had one would have been making a bit of a statement of intent and all we said you know the, the opportunity was there now to um, to kind of get some breathing space because you know that these teams are going to, you know, keep keep yeah. begging you back. So in, in the, there are, you know, I, I say that every game this week nearly saw the team that was lower down the table beat. I mean, I think the standout was Ascoli beating Catanzaro 1-0. Um, that was, I think, 18th beat 3rd or 4th mm. or whatever. Um, but right through, round the board, the great Como revival was took a knock on the head from Brescia and it, the only other one I spotted that was interesting was to see Samp move up to I think for the first time in the season into the yeah. the left the left hand of the table they, as they call it in Italy um, recovered well I think they'll be a threat in the second half of the season I think they've, sure. you know because it's a tight league they, 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 I think that although they got off to such a terrible start and they had the points penalty or whatever that you know it, it, certainly if the inconsistency of the top sides um, continues in, in this way, then you know they've got the pedigree of all the teams with with no disrespect to Venezia et al. You know, if you looked at that league, you'd be seeing Samp or certainly you know the the Serie A team in waiting out mm -hmm. of I mean perhaps Parma, but Parma were more of a modern phenomenon. You know, historically, I think Samp. You know, you'd be pushing it to see Palermo in the same in the same breath. I mean, it's certainly a great tradition in Serie A as well. But you know, Samp are the biggest guns I think at the moment in there. So if they can, and and fair play to them to keep faith in, yeah. in Pirlo. When you know, I think plenty of people, possibly you and I included, would have would have pulled the would have pulled the trigger on them early. So we'll see if that revival. Continues, but anyway, I think we've probably um, dwelt upon your suffering long enough. Unless you want to, unless you want to wallow a little longer, Marco. But otherwise, I'd I'd wind it up here. And and just the last thing, really, to let listeners know that um, we'll we'll do one more pod. There's there's only one more pod till Christmas, yes. listeners. Um, we'll do one after. There's games this weekend, Friday, Saturday. In, in Serie A and um, I presume Serie B as well, Marco. Have you got a fixture? To yeah, we've got we've you? got a couple of games. Um, so before, we'll, so, before and and Saturday, there'll be so. yeah, and there'll be Coppa Italia games to look at as well. So I think there's enough material there. So we'll record one on on Saturday to go out on Sunday, and then we'll wish you all the very best for for Christmas. But in the meantime. Do let people know where they can find it. Do share it. Do post it on your Facebook and other social medias, and let people know about it so that we can we can boost our numbers. And you know, it's not always that we can't guarantee that Mark will be miserable, but usually one of us is. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's that's, uh, that's, a that's pretty much a that's pretty much a certainty, which is the the USP of this podcast is that we because we've picked 
such rubbish teams to support ourselves, it's almost guaranteed that one of us will be grumpy um, as I was last week. So please share, please let people know and we'll be back again next week. Speak to you then.